You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions. Direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute. With today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Welcome to the Rain Mastery Monday morning coaching call. I'm Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network. And let's get right to all the details. Once again, I am very pleased to welcome the architects of the RAIN Mastery Program, Richard Dolan. That was an incredible weekend. How are you feeling today? You know, what a spectacular weekend, Russ. As you can probably tell, we both have voices that may resemble the likeness of just rolling out of bed. And I assure all of you from coast to coast who've taken the time to dial in and listen to this call that Russell's hosting and that I'm delivering that uh, we've had a long weekend. Toronto Acre was by far the most memorable experience for myself and my team. We unveiled branding module number two, the first in the country to get it. And uh, we had a spectacular turnout, didn't we, Russ? Absolutely. It was filled to the rafters, 600-plus people there. So It was incredible. Well, let's get to the mastery call for this week. For some of those who are on the call here in Toronto, you certainly know what branding is certainly all about from the RAIN mastery perspective. And for those out in Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver joining us from not just across the country, from but from around the world, there's lots of members, our fellow partners, uh, who are traveling and who are heading abroad. So we welcome you on the call. We know we have a spectacular turnout both on hardline and online. Uh, we thank you, Russ, for always making it so accessible, this knowledge and this mastery uh, that we brought to the world of rain. So let's get to this particular call. And as you can tell, it's probably very apropos, if it were, to talk a bit about what it takes to really forge forward through really daunting times. You see, Russ and I are bantering back and forth with an exhausting memory of what the weekend could be looking like. Many of you don't know that it takes hundreds of hours to prepare for a weekend like Acre, and it takes just 72 hours to blow through them. And what people really underestimate is not just the time it takes to be on a stage, but what it takes to, in fact, prepare before stage. And so there's writing and editing. There's a little bit of testing, and then there's practice. There's a bit of a vetting, and then there's the whole idea of getting ready for it. And leading up to the point in which I was scheduled for the Acre Weekend, aside from my good friends and partners like Russell Westcott and Don Campbell and even Patrick Francie, who do what they do to get on stage to deliver what they've promised to deliver, I caught a bit of laryngitis. Friday night, we unveiled branding module number two. I spoke for 90 minutes and delivered it without any sign of injury or issue. But Saturday morning, I woke up with barely a whisper. And what was incredible was I was fine. There was no cold or flu. There was no sign of a virus. I just literally lost my voice. And so as a result, and that's what happens to those who use it often, I had to really sort of, well, take care of it. And many people in that situation especially when it comes to public speaking. It says, oh, well, there you have it. The reason why I can't do it. There's the excuse I've been hoping for. There's the excuse I've really been playing lotteries for. And you've got it. You finally got the out. You got the out of that board meeting, of that interview. You got out of that lunch you never really wanted to go to or that dinner you really didn't want to be at. And there I had it. I had the ultimate excuse. I've lost my voice. Now, there was no pretending to lose a voice, and you can probably hear right now that I just barely got one. But sure enough, Saturday, the entire day, I literally was 
quite muted. And for those who were on the phone call that were so gracious and patient in talking to me and saying, hey, Rich, tell me about this and tell me about that, our conversations were really minimalized to a bare whisper. So I apologize for straining your listening as I really tried to strain my voice to get across a thought or two. But here's the point. The point is that it's not about really forging forward. It's not about finding that inner strength to get strong and forge through. It's really a mindset. And that's the purpose of today's phone call. It's all around who do you want to be in life? Do you want to be, and make a note if you are now, do you want to be a volunteer in life or do you want to be a victim? You know, you see, being a volunteer is one thing. Being a victim is another. And your only other alternative is to be a victim if you're not really being a volunteer. And so you see, for me in that particular context, I knew Sunday night I had to close out the day with Russ and with Don, and I had to do whatever I had to do to get to that point, to bring whatever voice I had, as little of it as it was, to conspire the forces that were under my control to really just deliver. Why? Because I said I would. You know, the Rolling Stones once said, you don't always get what you want. You know, Werner Earhart, my good mentor, once always said, you always get what you get. But my mother always said, you always get what you tolerate. You know, a great influence, a great insight, a great source of motivation for me whenever it comes to looking at what it takes for humans to really supersede the impossible is what Navy SEALs endure when it comes to their training and the kind of performance that they actually, in fact, depart in the world. Any Army militant, for that matter. But you see, Navy SEAL is a good example because they're volunteers, right? They volunteer to undergo six months of rigorous training to demonstrate to themselves, their teammates and the SEAL instructors, that they are qualified to further volunteer to put their lives on the line for their personal commitments, their teammates, and for their country. You see, a volunteer is someone who takes full responsibility for the quality, for the path, and the design of his or her life. While a victim is someone who blames outside forces, such as the circumstances or bad luck or their parents or parents and for the quality or path and design of his or her life. A volunteer is awake, or what I'd say present, to the surrounding environment and provides support and positive energy to others. But a victim, oh, a victim, my friends, they're, uh, they're self-absorbed, and it drains the heck out of everybody. It drains energy out of everything and anybody around them. You see, a volunteer feels blessed for the quality of his or her life, you know, despite the obstacles and circumstances. A victim feels victimized by the obstacles and circumstances. So now I'm not, I'm not really truly referring to people who are true victims, like of outside forces, but those who act as though they are. You know, a great example, uh, an actor and then turn activist, uh, the beloved Christopher Reeve, my hero, you know, the Superman, is an example of a classic victim. You know, someone who has every right to feel victimized. Now, for those who don't know who Christopher Reeve is, like this, this, this guy was an incredibly beautiful, handsome actor who was renowned for, of course, his role as the Superman. Like, actually Superman, the comic hero. He had everything that life could offer. His health, a successful career as a talented uh, actor, a successful marriage to a wife, Dana, and a healthy family. And at an equestrian competition in Virginia in 1995, I'll never forget, where he was a rider in the cross-country jumping event, Reeve had a horrific accident. And, and this accident occurred on the third jump. Like he, The guy was almost done on a two-mile course, and all of a sudden, his horse suddenly stopped midway over the fence. Reeve was catapulted head first. 
His fall caused multiple fractures, severing most of the nerves in the spinal bundle that carries the, the signals between his brain and the rest of the body. Man, I remember watching Reeve during that, 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 this television interview where a few years after the accident, he, he talked about, and, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, that uh, how difficult his life had really become being paralyzed from the neck down and unable to breathe without a breathing apparatus. You know, for a long time, he, uh, he felt sorry for himself. He frustrated and even angry. After time and with the support and uh, coaching of his wife, Dana, and others, Reeve began to listen to the outside voices of those who loved him rather than to his own internal dialogue. At some point, he gave up being victimized and took on the possibility of transforming the quality of his own life and the lives of others suffering from a wide variety of uh, illnesses and disabilities. Now, since the accident, Reeve has not only put a face on spinal cord injury, but he had gone on to motivate neuroscientists around the world to conquer the most complex diseases of the brain and central nervous system. You know, I remember back in 1999, for example, only four years after the accident, Reeve became the chairman of the board, the Christopher Reeve Paralysis Foundation. And, and this was a national non-for-profit organization that supported research to develop effective treatments and cure for paralysis caused by spinal cord injury and other central nervous system disorders. This, this foundation also allocated a portion of its resources to grants that improve the quality of life for people with disabilities. So here's this man who went on to not only work with government, he went on to work in 1999 on, this, uh, on an act called the Work Incentives Improvement Act. Like He, he went on to really reface the challenging pandemic that littered Congress and governments on how to deal and work with uh, those that were organizing and sponsoring challenging sporting events for athletes with disabilities. He went on to just uh, go found uh, LIFE, which was Leaders in Furthering Education, a charitable organization that supported uh, education and opportunities for the undeserved uh, population. The, the list goes on and on of achievements and contributions to others after the accident. This is extraordinary. He went on to write books and direct movies. He continued to act in movies and maintain a rigorous speaking schedule, traveling across the country, giving motivational talks to, to, to numerous groups and organizations and corporations. The man was... Was, was, was paralyzed from the neck down. Is this the life of a victim? Think about it. Does it sound like one? So the next time, you know, your baby walks out on, on you or cheats on you or, or do not get the promotion you were unable to find the zapper for your television, why don't you just try being like Superman? You see, in the pursuit of rain mastery, to be masterful is to choose to be a volunteer in your life. This is different than volunteering your time, okay? Like being a volunteer in your life is just for a few hours a week or when you feel like it or when it's fun or when you think you understand how the future is going to turn out. But being a volunteer in your life is to understand the basic nature of life, that in every moment you use your free will and choose to be a volunteer or you become victimized by life circumstances, become reactivated by people's actions or lack of them or by their comments and being a victim. You see, ultimately, your entire life is based on what you choose to be in every moment. Now, few people think of themselves as life's volunteer. You know, the, 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 remember the old Jerry Springer show? It's one, but one vivid example of how many people choose to relate to their lives. You know, the audience watches and points fingers and laughs and shouts at the guests, thinking them ridiculous and inferior. And people often actually laugh when something triggers familiarity or discomfort for themselves. But while we make these moral judgments about how others act out life's disappointments, the guests, the conversations are universal. 
And each and every episode, not that I watched many, but always highlights because I found it humorous myself, every guest relates to him or herself as a victim. Poor me. He walked out. Left me pregnant. I can't believe it. And at least one guest per episode, every single time, would rant about giving up their life for another person or going to work for 10 hours a day or just to please another or having done everything for the other person only to be left stepped on, cheated on, used up, and thrown away. People unwittingly relate to themselves as victims rather than being responsible for having had the free will to choose any particular point of view, situation, or relationship. So the reality is this, and make note now. We have two choices in life, to be a volunteer or to be a victim. You choose. You see, for myself, talking about this past incredibly successful Rain Acre event in Toronto, I could choose to be a victim, a victim of laryngitis. I had no voice. Or I could choose to be a volunteer. I signed up for this thing, and I'm going to do everything I have to do to deliver what I said I would on time as promised. You see, the first step in being a volunteer is in discovering those areas where you think and act victimized. Victimized people have reasons and justifications to explain their circumstances. You know, whether it was excuses about how your mom or, or, or dad were like this, or your husband and wife controlled you like that, or, or, your, or, or your bringing, uh, your, 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 like your beginnings were so poor that you never even got to do this, or you never got to do that, or you never got to go to the right university or the right college, or, or you never got to inherit any money, uh, or you're the one who did all the work, and on and on and on. You see, you might not think of yourself as a victim, per se, but you might just feel sorry for yourself in a given situation feel, use, or feel like you are the good person who is being poorly treated by another. Or you might think of yourself as the underdog in a particular situation or relationship. Now, look at all those areas of your life where you are unhappy or feel used and trapped and betrayed or controlled by someone else. It is in these areas where you are acting victimized. And as far as I can tell, living life as a volunteer is a moment-by-moment process in a lifelong pursuit my fellow partners. If you are having a difficult time in seeing this, then pick one area of your life, one major one. For example, in your career, uh, your relationship, family, or an economic situation, your real estate career, look to see where you have something or someone other than yourself as responsible for your situation, circumstance, or condition. For example, are you blaming your, uh, I don't know, your ex-spouse for your unhappiness? If in business, are you blaming the fluctuating economy or this omnious, ever-going uh, idea that the market's going to correct as, as, as your inability to produce results or act now? Look, look, look to see where your reasons for failing are due to outside events or forces, such as a controlling parent or a controlling wife or a controlling husband or an unappreciative boss or partner or a lousy JV or a, a real lousy series of banks that just won't want to lend you money or this simply lousy economy. Remember I asked you the question, who are you in the matter of your own success during module one? Whatever word or phrase you came up with, perhaps the obstacle that is keeping you from succeeding at your desired level in any area of your life, what you may forget is that you created that word or phrase in the first place. 
When feeling like a failure, such as um, in love or business or your career or your uh, real estate investment business, we tell ourselves reasons and justifications to validate our feelings of defeat. We say things to ourselves such as, I've given up. Business is tough because, well, this market just doesn't want to correct. Or, you know, I knew this wasn't going to be a hard piece of work. But, but you see, then we begin to believe these reasons or justifications, these words and phrases, as though they are the truth. You see, if we repeat these words and phrases to ourselves often enough, they will actually begin to look like the truth, as though they actually exist in reality. We soon become what we say. We soon come to believe we are not succeeding because the economy is tough, or the boss is controlling, or this real estate game is real difficult. Over time, we get to a point where we become victimized by this truth and by our own internal words and phraseology. You see, the tough economy becomes and begins to victimize us. You know, it was once said that you are the creator. Whatever you believe, that is whatever you create, and that is what you become. In each moment, you know, you are either being a volunteer, being like fully responsible for your life and choices, or you're being a victim, defeated and victimized by your own justifications and reasons. And anything other than you, being fully responsible for all aspects of your life, is a basic lie that you are telling yourself and are most definitely telling others. You know, when I go back to this whole idea of these Navy SEALs, you know, the idea of their training is to take highly qualified volunteers and press them beyond human tolerance. Why? Because so the instructors can test the trainees' commitments and resiliency of their spirit. Despite their talents, their upbringing, their breaks or lacks of breaks in life, I, I know that in watching what they've done, in studying how Navy SEALs have trained, thanks to an incredible mentor I once had named Jack Schropp, a former Navy SEAL commander, you know, he shared with me that he had observed several trainees during this training when the going became difficult, and for each person difficult varied, the trainers succumbed to some inner words and or phrases such as, I didn't know it was going to be like this. They displaced the responsibility for having them put themselves in the position in the first place. In these cases, the men then quit as though their reasons, such as knowing, not knowing, rather, how it would be, superseded their choice and commitment to complete the training. Now, I'm not implying that it was wrong to quit. They did it, and it is long overdue. Rather than identifying that their reason was but a self-created reason, they bought into the reason as though it was the truth. Then they created a justification for not continuing to volunteer or be in the training of their own free will. You see, that's why I admire that Navy SEAL training. It's designed to have the trainees discover the relationship between their free will and their commitment. You see, the trainees have the freedom to ring the bell, the bell which signifies someone wanting to exit and or quit. And they can do it at any time. They can quit at any time. But if they continue, they do so at their own free will. And it is painfully obvious. You know, these SEALs operate not as victims, not as reactive, but as responsible, active, extraordinary volunteers on a moment-by-moment basis, despite extreme internal and external adversity. So what the heck has this got to do with us here in real estate or even in life? Well, think about it. If you're interested in being unbeatable, if you're interested in being unstoppable, if you're interested in living life masterfully, then begin with the expression and acknowledgement of your own free will. It is choosing to be a volunteer every time you find yourself acting like a victim. If you are presented in a relationship where you feel victimized, consider that you're choosing to be there, when in fact you could, well, ring the bell at any time. 
By the way, everyone at one time or another acts victimized by something or someone. It's, it's, it's part of our humanness, you know, like everyone. SEALs, for example, these Navy SEALs, they're not immune to uh, upsets and anger and annoyances. SEALs complain and engage in self-victimized conversations like everyone else. However, the culture called SEAL has them operate beyond their reasons rather than indulging in them. A moaning SEAL would find himself in deep kimchi if he continued to sing the blues around the other SEALs for too long. Other SEALs would quickly deliver a, a, a bit of a comment, if it were, to shake the moaner out of it. You see, make a note right now of this. Choosing your commitment moment to moment is often difficult no matter what endeavor you choose. So whether real estate or relationship, whether the career you have or the children you've got, whether it's the wife you have or the husband you wish for, whatever it might be, no matter what endeavor you choose, choosing your commitment moment to moment is often difficult. Each choice you make in every moment determines the quality of your life. And the quality of your life is less than you desire, then perhaps you have been relating to most of these choices as though you were a victim rather than a volunteer. What if, what if you thought of yourself as life's volunteer? This might mean, if, for example, you would work you know, 14-hour days, mow the lawn, clean the house, make dinner, or take the kids to baseball practice. Not because you're doing it for the spouse or romantic partner or to keep the peace or to make the other person happy. You would do these things because you willingly chose to do them despite how much or how little you really appreciated it, period. And when you're a volunteer, you don't need to compare the amount of hard work you're doing to that of another. You just do what needs to be done out of your own free will. You may think you are working harder or longer, but the art is in recognizing these victimized thoughts as they come up and simply let them go rather than wallowing in them. So imagine the countless arguments you could avoid by simply choosing to be a volunteer in your committed romantic relationship or your real estate investment business. For many, changing jobs and relationships is a way to fix what is wrong in their lives while exciting, uh, you know, exiting at the outlet quickly becomes a replay of the victim routine. You know, the supporting actors change, but the star of the movie is you, <laughs> and the screenplay stays the same. As a volunteer, you will experience freedom and satisfaction, my partners, by admitting to yourself that you are not stuck in a relationship or in a job, or that in fact you choose it of your own free will. This also holds true for your choice of friends, your partners, where you live, the state of your financial affairs, and even how you relate to your family. So here's your homework for this week, given the context of this call and the purpose of Rain Mastery, which is to have you live inside the context of real estate leadership, not even leading by example, but leading yourself powerfully. So here it comes. I want you to do something this week. Every time you hear yourself complaining, choose to be victimized or choose to give up the complaint and be a volunteer. I'm going to share this exercise of that idea with some friends. Request that your best friend point out when you are complaining and acting victimized. When you complain, request your best friend stop you midstream and say, hey, choose. You see, as a volunteer, and if you choose the relationship, negotiate perhaps with your boss or your partner, or your wife, or even the kids or your ex about what you require to have that relationship work. So here's the idea. The idea is what you want to do is begin to start noticing where in your life you are about to choose to be either a volunteer or a victim. I want you to become conscious to when you have the opportunity of choosing either or. You see, the first step in mastering the things in life that stop us is by first identifying what it is that does. 
So once you're able to build a consciousness to it, once you're aware of it, once it becomes a part of what's in front of you, then you have to either push it aside or embrace it. But whatever you choose to embrace becomes you. Always know that. So after this powerful rain weekend, one thing is for sure for me that I observed with my good friend Russ is that people that took charge of their life, it wasn't about real estate education, not the analysis, not even the community and the fact that we're now all partners. It was the fact that people who engaged in this work did so because they stood to be a volunteer, not a victim of life's circumstances, the choices or the past that they come from. They've chosen to have more. They've chosen to hold themselves accountable, responsible, and held to a plan of action that has them being in action rather than things being acted out with them all about. So for the week ahead, be clear. Your opportunity this week for the week ahead is to be conscious of when you have the opportunity of being a volunteer in a situation versus being a victim inside that situation. Remember, how we choose to be with what life gives us defines the way in which life occurs for each and every one of you. And that lives at the heart and soul of Rain Mastery. So Russ, I'm going to turn the controls back over to you in good fashion. I want to thank you very much for establishing our national call, which has been global in reach. And I want to welcome everybody to the Rain Mastery modules. If this is your first call, we welcome you aboard. And for those who've been here for many moons, we welcome you back. And it's been a real profound honor to continue doing this work as the journey continues, as we head onward and upward. Russ? Wow. Great message, Rich. Choose to be a volunteer or a victim. That was fantastic. Thank you for, and I do know how your voice was really, <laughs> how strained it was this past weekend. So thank you for resting it overnight. Thank you. And, uh, that was wonderful. Thank you for all the RAIN partners for spending your time and your trust with us this morning or afternoon. We appreciate that you're fully participating in the RAIN Mastery Program. The next call will be the same time, same place next week, and all the same numbers. And if you ever have any questions, you can always call our office at 1-888-824-7346. This is Russell Westcott signing off. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening and engaging with the Real Estate Insider Podcast, a bold look at reality. Share the reality.